goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. Alright, so week 17 of the NFL season is in the book. Second and last week of the year. We're here to react to those games from this past weekend. What's going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? What's going on, guys? How are we feeling after week 17? We're almost done with season number one of the pod. What's after up, guys? A, uh, <laughs> a heartbreaker in the fantasy championship of your league, I am uh, I remain one and one my championship matchup, so not so bad. Wait, you ended up losing? Yeah, Najee had like thirty. It's it's my own fault. I said it like right after Najee had like thirty points. I'm like, I said nothing but bad things about Najee Harris for the entire season, every single week whenever I got the chance to. And the week in the championship where he goes for thirty points and I lose by like nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was winning the whole day too. And it was it was just the four o'clock games. Like like it was him and Pickens just went off and Mixon couldn't hold on. Dude, it seems it's crazy because it's like the championship team is starting Najee Harris and, and George Pickens. Like it's just hey, it wild. Worked. <laughs> it worked, yeah. It did uh, after they both played well. Um, we did have a Thursday game. Now you guys ended up uh, talking. Oh no, you you recorded the preview before mm. the Thursday game. Um, Dom, this is where you said it was going to be uh, no points scored in this game. Yeah, I think my exact quote was, if the Browns score 24, I'll be surprised, and if the Jets hit 13, I'll be surprised. And, well, <laughs> halftime, the score was 34-17, to 17, so. <laughs> dude, Joe Fox was off was on that one. crazy, dude. It's, it's wild. He um he threw for 300 yards again, three touchdowns. He was falling asleep on the sideline, and now the Browns are 11-5. I, I mean, to be fair, there were six points in the second half. Like, I, I was halfway <laughs> right on the low scoring, but, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Like, Joe Flacco, for whatever reason, is just elite. Um, I mentioned last week, I'm riding the Browns to the Super Bowl. I don't know what, what it is about this team. They just seem like the team of destiny, and they're just full swing. They're already locked into that uh, five spot, so they uh, don't really have anything to play for this week. So hopefully they can rest up and then just get ready for the final three weeks of the playoffs. Joe Flacco, team of destiny, man. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, and then we had just one Saturday night game, um, or just yeah, one Saturday game in general, which just kind of seemed like a weird scheduling thing. Um, but maybe with like New Year's Eve Sunday, they just wanted to put I don't know more games on that day. Um, the Cowboys beat the Lions uh, twenty nineteen. Definitely kind of controversial stuff that happened at the end of the game. Dak goes for three forty five, two touchdowns and interception. I'm pretty sure Eagles fans were happy with Dallas winning this game because they avoided um, a three way tie. Like I'm just speaking like right after the Saturday game, um, which or they would want the three way tie uh, between Detroit, them, and San Fran because they'd be able to get the one seed. But then. Dallas wins this one, and then um, obviously after Sunday that uh, Dallas, this is a huge one for them because now they uh, control their own destiny to win the division. And CeeDee Lamb goes for 13 to 27 and a touchdown. Hopefully we see these two teams play again in the playoffs because it would be very entertaining. Um, and yeah, it was it was a good showing by at least Detroit. But you guys have any kind of thoughts about this game specifically after it happened? I mean, before we go into it, so... Obviously, there was the controversial call with the not reporting to the ref or eligible receiver. 
when they got the penalty, do they have to go forward again? Are they not allowed? No. Oh, so he went forward again on second on for on uh seven seven yards away from the goal line. That was just Dan Campbell being Dan Campbell. He could have elected to kick it, and then the kick would have just been five yards farther back than a, dome. a normal extra point. Do we yeah. think this is a bit like like <laughs> is he actually like this? Like what? Like the only time that I feel like you change what you're gonna do on a two point on a two point conversion is when you get a penalty. The only time you change your original plan is if you get a defensive penalty to where you go from kicking, then you snap a play because it's you have one yard. Why? Like I've never seen that in my life where they get it, then they get pushed back fives, and then they go for it again. I and I, I was a bit confused, but now that this is clarified, that's nah. That was that was no. Nah, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, at least <laughs> I love aggression in coaching, but not that. At least he's consistent with it. Like no matter what happens, yeah. he plays aggressive and. It kind of worked out because when they went for it the second time, there was a penalty on Dallas, so they essentially just got to like retry it for a third time. So like at some point, like you just gotta get it once. Like they went zero for three essentially. Then so I don't know. But yeah, yes. I, I think they should have just like just kicked it once you get that first penalty. That that's just like a sign. Just go to overtime. They they started to cook it, up a little bit. See Lamb cool off in the second half. Ah, uh, not so much really. He's the one touchdown in the first half, but he's still at two twenty. It would have been very lines though if they did get that penalty and then say, "All right, we'll kick the extra point," and then just shanked it, like, because they really haven't like been great at kicking all year. So that would have honestly been pretty funny if they yeah, decided to be a little conservative and then just completely missed a kick. But but it's, mean, not the like, Cowboys, it's not like their, their defense was bad all game. Like CD had the ninety-five yard touchdown. But other than that, mm-hmm. they let up thirteen points. Yeah, like they were they were pretty consistent um, throughout, and like I'm kind of. I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of sick about people complaining about the trick play because if you watch the video, like 70 does run directly towards the ref. So if you're the ref, you're kind of like, all right, like this guy's coming at me. Like, I feel like at some point they like, yes, they probably screwed it up somewhere, but also like, but just by looking at the film, it does seem like 70 was trying to be the guy to report eligible. I don't know. Just my, just my thought. It seemed like he was trying to, but like, it didn't seem at all like the ref noticed that he was there. Like, the ref was already kind of talking to the other lineman and or walking away by the time he got there. Like, that stadium is probably really loud. The ref made, like, he can't just be like, hey, ref, I'm reporting. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not a lineman in the NFL who reports as eligible receivers, so I don't know exactly the procedure. But it just seemed like he could have very clearly made, like, tap the ref on the shoulder, literally raise his hand, anything. The ref didn't turn around and look at him. So, in the ref's defense, he may actually not have known. But yeah, and I mean, whatever. Matt, you get uh, you get this ref crew on Saturday, so I hope you're looking forward to it. I know, I know. I, I see like Schefter's been tweeting about them a bunch now, and um, <laughs> Steelers again. They play on Saturday. It's just kind of wild that I feel like they played on Saturday. I think they have yeah three of the last four weeks. Um, but yeah, so the Cowboys finished the year eight and zero at home, uh, which is pretty cool that they go undefeated at home. So if you went to a Cowboys home game as a fan this year, you'd never saw them loss. Um, so we'll hop into our first um one o'clock game. Uh, we had the Bills and the Pats. This game. Uh, the Bills end up winning 27-21, and kind of second straight week that the Bills, I mean, the Pats did score a touchdown towards the end of the game there, but, like, the Bills kind of played closely with two teams well beneath them, it seemed like, in the Chargers um, and then the Pats. I feel like the Bills, I mean, like, they got what they needed. They basically just got Miami to lose this past weekend, um, and then they they 
uh, won their last couple of weeks, and now they're going to be playing the Dolphins for the division next week, which is kind of crazy. Um, they're ten and six on the year now, and I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like this Bills team could have a lot of momentum. I just feel like they're still maybe not as good as it seems like. But you know what? Here they are playing for the division in Week 18. They're thrilled with this after what were they at one point? Like they were, I don't even remember six and six or six, six and, and six, yeah. five and six. Yeah, they were just like you thought done a couple weeks ago. Um, or about a month ago, and then they beat the Chiefs, Cowboys, and then two nice, um, yeah, easy games on the schedule, and then they end up winning. So, yeah, pretty notable stuff there. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about it. I mean, like, just I feel like watching the past this year is just freaking brutal. Watching Kevin Harris get the most targets and Mike Kosicki, it's like, I hate this. <laughs> well, I don't even know if, if you remember, but early in this game, the score was 10-7. to 7. Bailey mm-hmm. Zappi was 0-3 with two picks, and Josh Allen was like 0-7. And somehow there were 17 <laughs> points scored. Like, it was one of those crazy things, and... I'm going to be honest, I didn't realize this game ended in only six points. I feel like Red Zone like wasn't really showing this game. I f- felt as if the Bills controlled the entire game. So to see it only be six is like a little surprising to me because I felt that the Bills should have maybe won by more just based on like how everything played out. But again, they 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 got the win like they were supposed to. Everything's in front of them now. Um, so yeah, if, if they do win the division, it will be... It'll be crazy because they were dead four weeks ago. I know. Yeah, it seemed like it was like, not, and like they were just, no one was scared of the Bills. It was like they might not even, Burrow, I guess, was still playing at that point. So the Bengals were another team in front of them. Denver was still alive. So it was much more of like a, like a tighter race for the playoffs, but they look good now. Like the defense still looks, I mean, it was, it was against the Patriots and Bailey Zappi. So it's not like the most impressive thing in the world, but they still were dominating interceptions, fumbles, whole thing. And the Patriots did. Um, like in the third quarter, the Bills made it twenty-seven to fourteen. And like once that game got up two scores, with I was like, this game's over. The Patriots scored a touchdown with I want to say like 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 ten minutes left, and then there was just they just traded punts and the game ended. So I guess it was kind of a garbage time touchdown for the Patriots. And um, yeah, so the Bills go to ten and six. But uh, a game kind of we'll talk about after that. Now both these teams are seven and nine. The Bears beat the Falcons. 37-17. Um, this game, like, it started, like, really picking up towards the end of the game with the snow. And then they, um, for some reason, like, I, f- I remember, I think, like, Fields was still throwing the ball at the end of the game. And he had, like, um, he got, like, just demolished, it seemed like. And then there was the one play where Heineke comes in. He gets, like, picked off, basically, on his, like, fourth pass. Or, no, excuse me, Ritter comes in, gets picked off, basically, on his fourth pass. It was just a mess for the Falcons, who are still mathematically alive, though, because they can still, uh, I guess it's the vision implications there with the good old NFC South. And I, I think, yeah, I was texting you guys this on Sunday. I was like, it's going to be a tough decision for the Bears uh, front office. I don't think it's like a guarantee that they stay at number one or like they settle on Caleb Williams over Justin Fields. Like, I think there's a chance here. I think the chance is increasing, but I still think Caleb Williams, because we have to keep in mind as well, there will be a new head coach next year, I think. I don't know. Do you think? I, I don't know, I don't man. Know. They finished finish eight and nine. That's pretty I'm, good. And the uh, reports I mean, seem like he's coming back. Just the way the way that I look at it is, how are you going to like as an owner, and you're like, okay, we have the opportunity that was served to us on a silver platter, to get a very a very good quarterback prospect, the best in probably a few years. We get him with a pick that's not ours, and we're going to keep Matt Eberflus, and Justin Fields, who's been good for like five games, like in five, every year, and he like both the last years he was good for like five games. He was a good he's a good fantasy quarterback. Don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic fantasy quarterback, but the Bears still got the like they still were really bad last year. They traded out of the first pick after Fields apparently was 
starting to prove himself. Still the worst team in the league. And then I guess Ryan Poles made a couple decent moves with the Montez Sweat contract, but let's not forget he traded pick thirty one for Chase for pick thirty two for Chase Claypool. Like n- neither of these guys are good at their job, and the Bears are not going. Like this Bears team is not going to be a consistent, um, a consistent playoff contender. I think in the coming years because Green Bay is just as good, if not better, than they are, and I think the Lions are now seemingly coming into their own. And the Vikings, if they get a quarterback next year, they're back. Like. They need to, and you got to pay Justin Fields next year. I don't know. Maybe I'm ranting. Maybe I'm talking nonsense. But I just think when you have a chance to get Caleb Williams and you can put him in an offense with DJ Moore and good playmakers and a decent defense, you're going to keep Matt Eberflus. Go get somebody good. Any head coach in the market is going to want the Bears because they can get Caleb Williams. They can do anything they want with the first overall pick. I think it's the most attractive job in the world, and to keep Matt Eberflus is nuts. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like yeah, sorry, you go down. No, I was gonna say like I agree with essentially everything Tom said, but at the same point, you did mention that like the Bears aren't really run that well, which makes me think they might not do the smart thing here, and that would imply them keeping Justin Fields because also if they did trade that first overall pick, just say they trade down to like four or five, they're still gonna get a haul for that. So if they can convince yeah. themselves that Justin Fields is slightly average and they can get enough pieces around them. I keep flip-flopping back and forth if Justin Fields is going to be back or not next year. I genuinely don't know where I'm going to officially stand on that, probably until I see something happen with them. But, like, because he has been playing better, and I do agree with everything you said, but I don't know, something about the Bears just, like, trying to convince themselves that he's the guy has me thinking that he might be the guy. It's, well, it's because... The Bears are dysfunctional. Like, if this was, like, a, a regular franchise and they were just having a down year, it'd be like, all right, like, there's no way, like, I don't know, a team like Seattle, you know, I mean, if they get a chance to get a quarterback, like, they, they're they a well-run organization, they'd probably be like, no, we're taking the really good quarterback prospect. But whatever. Let's uh, jump to the next next game, I guess. We'll figure out in a few weeks if uh, Fields is going to be back. And just on the flip side of this game while we're on it, the Falcons are dead. I can't believe <laughs> I, I can't believe I rode this team for as long as I did because they stink, like, I'm giving up on him. <laughs> Brutal, yeah. Just like watching the Falcons in general, I wonder if Arthur Smith is going to be back next year. Speaking of head coaches, that could be gone. Um, so we had the Colts beat the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders' dream of potentially winning the uh, AFC West is done. Uh, they ended up losing 23-20. Um, and yeah, the Colts, man, 9-7. They basically, I mean, the game matters, but it doesn't matter too much because it's still like winner get in for them this week against the Texans uh, because if they do lose and then like Pittsburgh wins, they're going to be eliminated from the playoffs. Um, obviously, there's some like Jacksonville implications in there as well. But, you know, big win for the Colts. They're 9-7, uh, and seven, and this is probably three more wins than they even thought they would get this year. So I think like, yeah, it's playing with house money and obviously they want to get into the playoffs, but um yeah i think it's just pretty cool for them there and then the raiders now are mathematically eliminated were they they were alive right technically yeah because of the afc west stuff maybe technically they were but it was like a super long shot yeah yeah so they're officially done and uh i wonder who will be the quarterback of that team next year because i don't think it's gonna be aiden o'connell it shouldn't be um but i wonder if they'll get a veteran or if they end up drafting one well yeah i'm I'm glad your brother is gonna be on the team so they might just go full rebuild and I'm glad that you brought up their quarterback. Could you imagine sitting here in, I guess, August and say that Aiden O'Connell is going to start roughly 10 NFL games? Like, that just doesn't make sense. Jimmy G's been healthy, right? Like, they yeah. just decided he's yeah. not going to play at all, which I don't I don't know. Like, why? 
this year being an Aiden O'Connell year just doesn't make sense to me. I don't so know. weird. I wonder, like, yeah, if they would move Adams because, I mean, if you draft a quarterback or if you sign one, like, obviously you want to pair them up with Devontae Adams. But I don't really know what their goal is next year. I mean, like, even if they end up with eight wins this year, I feel like that's pretty solid for the Raiders after all the dysfunctions they had in, like, the first half of the year with McDaniels. No, I think so. so. But at the end of the day, you got to think about, like, Devontae Adams might be like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm – he, he might want to go to the Jets. Like, it makes the most sense to go back to Rodgers and if if – Rogers, he wants two years with the Jets. Okay, maybe, but at that point, he's going to be what forty-one. I mean, if he goes plays two years, great. But if he just goes, let me just give him my all for one. Like, why not go and get Devontae Adams? The Jets have already given him literally everything he wants from offensive coordinator to backup quarterback. So, just give him Devontae Adams. That'll be one thing that I think actually is a proven success for Aaron Rodgers having Devontae Adams. Yeah. So I, I do. Yeah, I do wonder if they'll end up trading him and like what he would go for. Could they still? I doubt they can net a first. Maybe they net a second uh, just because of the agent contract at this point. Because um, the Raiders, they gave up one or two firsts for him. I, f- I forget if it was two. Uh, I think I think it was just one. It was one. It was just for one. the Adams? Yeah. It was a one and a two. One and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they ended up taking uh, Quay Walker with that pick. And then Alec Pierce, who was uh, that pick was traded later on eventually. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll see kind of what happens with the Raiders. It'll definitely be interesting to see what they look like next year. Uh, you had a thriller. Um, I guess, Tom, you're pretty happy with the result here with the Rams beating the Giants. Um, Saquon had a wide open two point conversion, it looked like, or it looked yeah. like they were about to complete that, take the lead. Um, and then the Giants had a chance to win the game, and then they ended up missing the field goal, right? That's how it went down at the end yeah. there. So Tyrod made an awful throw to Saquon and threw it like way behind. Like like there was eight yards of open space between Saquon and the nearest defender, but he just flipped it to him really behind him, and that was it. Then they ran back that punt. Uh, oh no, they ran back the punt. Then this they took a conversion. But that's just classic Giants being Giants. Like this is the team. I I was watching the Michigan game yesterday, and I I was sitting next to my friend who's also a big Giant fan, and Alabama got up to the line in seven seconds and snapped a play when they needed to. And I looked at him and I said. You know, the Giants could never pull that off and get to the line and stab ball. Like, that's just like a telltale sign of just elite coaching and having all their guys in check all the time. The Giants, they will constantly shoot themselves in the foot in close games like this. They will make losing plays while well-coached teams make winning plays. So that being said, McVay is going to out-coach Dable and the Giants 11 times out of 10. I am I don't even care if Dable's a coach next year, straight up. I, don't, I, I could not care less. I, if you want to fire him, fire him. So... I just want some clarification. You wanted the Giants to lose this game for draft purposes, right? Or did you want them to win? I don't want them to win. That would be redundant. No, okay. I just want to make sure because, like, some – I feel like some people, like, watch this game and you see the Giants are close and they're in it and you're like, oh, like, we're going to get a win today. Let's do it. But at the same time, I think more fans would rather them just lose, especially when they are, like, seven-point dogs. Just lose and get the better pick because, like you said, they could have won this game easily. So would we be sitting here – if the Giants won this game, would you be more annoyed then because then they ruined the draft spot, or would you think, oh, at least we have like a decent head coach then? Oh no, I'd be I'd be significantly more annoyed because my opinion on Dable probably wouldn't change because they only would have won that game due to like a freak punt return that he like mm-hmm. like he also had no business breaking the tackle and, and returning the punt in general. But I just think at this point in the league uh, in the season, if they, there's a, a weird mathematical chance they can get the second pick still i'd rather be in this spot than like if they won they probably be in like the eighth ninth or tenth spot i don't i, I 
what, what, what are we doing there? Then, 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 then yeah. I have to start seeing Bo Nix on my timeline. I, I don't want that to happen. So <laughs> that's what I that's what I figured. Like I'll stick with the Jaden Daniels and the long shot of Drake May, and we'll we'll keep it going. Or may, or maybe a wide receiver based on how uh, some of these guys in college look like Blake Neighbors. Um, but whatever. Yeah, I wonder if they would be a team that trades up, uh, just kind of close to drift. Also, shout out to Gunner as your guys is like. Uh punt returner because i was like i didn't even know he was on your guys team for a little bit and um, he was on the series earlier in the year and he was so bad he, he's, well, been, he's been pretty good though he, yeah he played well makes me mad as a steelers fan but i was like <laughs> why did he do that for us um and then you had probably the biggest upset of the weekend um the cardinals were 12 and a half point underdogs they go on the road jonathan gannon against his former team they end up winning um in a huge upset Eagles, just fans were not happy with this. I was with a bunch of them as this game was going on. Uh, James Conner went off, uh, and then kind of Kyler led that uh, game-winning drive. Greg Dortch, I thought was actually trying to go down, but I think he just, like, it didn't look like at that, maybe on the replays. I thought he was going down just so, like, they can waste more time, but it ends up working out anyway. Conner gets in, um, and, yeah, huge win. Dom, what what were thoughts about this? Is this a good thing, though, or is this, like, you know what? You're fumbling Marvin Harrison here. No, no, no. So this is totally fine because they go from two to four, and the Patriots play the Jets this week, so the Patriots are just going to win that game because they always beat the Jets. So the Cardinals will be picking top three again, so it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But this proves that the Cardinals are very frisky. If Kyler played this whole season, I think they'd be much closer to 500. Like, I'm buying into them making the playoffs next year. With all the draft capital, all the money they have, like, next year they should be very good in my opinion. Um, so that's good defense? to see. They, you know they got some holes, but like I said, draft capital money. You, know, you I guess can fix it. You, you know, they got, got two first round picks as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, and you mentioned James Conner. He is now. Oh wait, I gotta pull it back up. Hold on, I had it. He is now. Fifty career rushing touchdowns. Can you name the other <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven active players with fifty rushing touchdowns? Because it's a crazy list. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's Christian one. Christian McCaffrey. That's two. Not Saquon. Alvin Kamara? That's three. Nick um, Chubb? No. Alvin Cook? Wow. Nope. Is it is it uh, like a like a like a Melvin drug? Gordon? Yep, that's four. He so scored this past weekend. I was like, I forgot about him. Five people? Uh seven seven people. There's three more. Okay. You got um, Henry, CMC, Kamara, Melvin Gordon, and there's three others. Uh um, Mixon? Probably not Mixon. Nick Chubb isn't there. No, Fournette's a good guess though, but no. Yeah, is he considered Austin active? Is he on a practice squad? No. No, I don't think I'm not Eckler. Not Mixon. Aaron Jones. No. <laughs> Wait, uh, how many are okay? So out of the three, how many are like actually playing? Two, two of them are definitely playing. Another guy plays decently enough where you should get it. Wow. Not Jonathan Taylor. Josh Jacobs. Oh, I got one. I got one. Is he kill Elliott? Yep. Okay. okay, that's fine. Not, not Josh Jacobs. If he, no, no, if you don't know it, you can just give up. I'll read it off if you want. Uh, I want one more guess. Like, give me, like another. Is it Lamar? No. Oh, <laughs> that, that was a good guess. Um, I thought I had one more name in mind, but I forgot it. Uh, so I will give up. Yeah. Right. I'm done. So you were on the right track with Lamar. Josh Allen has 50 oh, career rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And the seventh player, Josh Allen's teammate, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray, I never would have Latavius, Latavius Murray, Murray has more touchdowns than Nick Chubb. I mean, Latavius Murray's like 30-something years old, so it kind of But he didn't come sense. on the scene to, I guess it was like, what was that, 2016? Oh, on the Raiders? He was on the, he, I remember he was on my 2015 championship wow. team. 
it is also crazy that Mostert is not on this list, and he has over 20 touchdowns this year, and he's been and he's 31 for eight years. Yeah, that that's another crazy thing. But that's just a little time, just a little uh, stat I saw with with just a random assortment of names on that list. You got a wide range there, but I'm all Cardinals full steam ahead, and the Eagles are frauds. Season's over. I have no faith whatsoever in them. I don't know if you guys do. No, I'm I'm I, I'm I just think San Francisco still looks too good, and Dallas now. Is proven they can beat. They, I mean, they don't lose at home, and if Dallas winds up winning this division, they play. They'll be what the two, right? Or, yep. So then they would get the Rams. That's a frisky game. Nah, it wouldn't yeah, be the Rams not, anymore. It, it would most likely be possibly oh, an NFC South team the or the Packers. Oh, no, you're right. I, I was thinking yeah. one plays seven because I, I forgot about the bye. So it'd be. Then we get the seven. So oh, so it'd be. I, not the oh wow! So could, hopefully everything kind of plays out because then we're still going to get Detroit, LA in round one. That's going to be sick. Yeah, most yeah. likely that will happen. Okay, so it's going to be like Green Bay or Seattle. Uh, I I will take Dallas. Um, and then and LA and Detroit is going to be a very good matchup. And something about this Bucks team, they 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 could play the Eagles pretty decently. Oh, no. The way the Eagles defense is looking. <laughs> no. Oh no! No NFC no. South teams yeah. getting a win here. <laughs> But if if one team were to be, it'd be the Bucks because they could score points and Saints. I mean, I guess they oh, can yeah. now because Derek Carr had a pretty good no. uh, game last week, if, the second one in a row. If the Saints or Falcons somehow win this division and then host the Eagles, Derek Carr will get eaten alive by the D line, and the Falcons will probably pass like ten for thirty in the game. There's no shot they win. Yeah, I, I think now we're back in the Falcons for a second. How is Arthur Smith allowed to coach? Like, how does the owner? not like come down from the owner's box and like drag him off the field and snap his headset in half. The things that he does, this constant quarterback seesaw, like just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, pulling guys, and then just, and we all know about the whole fantasy jokes, Bijan and Kyle Pitts not getting the ball. I, I'm confused. How are you letting him do this and soil your name? But that's that. Quick little rant. No, I agree, dude. It's, it's brutal to watch. Um, we had the what 49ers ended up beating the commanders on the road 27 to 10 brock purdy probably did not do enough though to be back in that mvp conversation for the final week now that like we'll get to the ravens game but that looks like it's pretty much walked up in general poor sam howell i mean like i don't know why they didn't go with Brissett in this game um they He's went back really? to sam howell did he, he get her last week yeah okay that was he got her in uh in practice and then it was a game time decision and decided yeah, to i feel bad for sam howell at this point i mean like at this point it's just a wash for him on the year um and they're, they're probably going to be a team with a new quarterback next year i do wonder if they're going to finish with a top two pick and then be able to draft one or they're gonna have to make a trade or who knows who's the quarterback i mean i feel like the owners are probably going to want to like the new owners are going to want to make a big move um because there's not a lot to look forward to in washington especially since they moved off um their expiring deals as well they got some draft capital I don't even know. Uh, I remember uh, too. There's no way Ron Rivera is yeah, back next coach. year. Wow, it's gonna be actually so different there next year. Yeah, um, they, they might they and, they might challenge for the uh, number one pick next year. Yeah, depending on who their quarterback is for sure. Yeah, like I'm and, saying, uh, based on how they look now, because they don't they have, there's zero there is zero bright spots to that team besides Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. and, and I guess um, Brian Robinson. Yeah, yeah, and the Niners locked up the one seed with this game basically as well. Um, so. Earlier, I said the Cowboys were nine and or excuse me, eight and zero at home. They're the only team uh, besides the next team that has a zero in one of those things. And we have the Carolina Panthers, who are zero and nine on the road this year. Uh, they're going to end the year under or uh, winless on the road as they lost twenty six nothing to C.J. Beathard 
and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this is another probably rock bottom for the Panthers. I mean, David Tepper, you, do you guys see that video? Yep. Of him, like, got, throwing uh, the dr- drink on a Jaguars fan. They, I don't know if you saw, they just announced earlier he got fined $300,000 for that. Oh, well, wow, really? I didn't see that. I mean, like, that's nothing to him. But I mean, yeah, he's worth a couple billion, so, yeah. like, 300K. <laughs> 300K, so that, 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 that's a big fine, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, in the grand scheme of things, but also, if you're worth, like, a couple billion, 300K. No, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying, I'm saying in terms of, like, like Goodell was like, all right, that's a nice little paycheck. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know where that money just gets redistributed? No. Probably to commercials. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's wild. But uh, Jaguars, uh, so I guess if, well, I guess the Jaguars are probably never going to lose this game, but if they did, it would have been really interesting um, this week too. This this Panthers team, I know they have two wins. Are they the worst team within the past however many years back you want to go? Because, like, they just seem lifeless, like, almost all the time, for being honest. Like, the Browns obviously went 0-16 somewhat recently. In but 2017. I, like, I, like, I think I, that team is still the worst I've seen, but yeah, this is bad. Like, they just don't... They just never have any life. They can't run the ball. Bryce Young runs for his life every play. Like, this is just bad, and I don't know how they fix it with no draft pick. It's truly the toughest, like, GM, like, position out there because you don't have your first, and they do have their second, I believe. Thank God. And I don't... I don't want to say this because it might be premature, but if Bryce Young is a good quarterback, there's a good chance he's off this team by the time this team's even like good enough again. Because they'll probably like they're not going to want to pay him. So if this team gets good, because they're going to be bad again next year, you have to assume. Mm-hmm. So if that's that's already the second year of his contract. By the time they get to the third year, they're going to have to decide if he's good or not. If the team's still bad, he'll probably look bad. Like there's a chance he's off this team within four years potentially. Yeah, and another thing to think about, this Panthers, obviously, they're probably not going to stick with their interim coach. They fired Frank Reich, but no coach is going to want to go to this team. So if I'm a head coach and like I'm one of the top candidates, you know, the, the same guys are going to be, like, if, if say, just use Ben Johnson for an example. Obviously, he's going to have a job next year. But say Ben Johnson gets an offer from Panthers, but no other team, and because the other three or four coaches, whatever, they took the job first. I personally would rather just stay a coordinator than go to the Panthers because you're just setting yourself up for failure. You're going to have two years there or a year, apparently, if you're Frank Reich, and just be kicked to the curb and then start over again. I mean, I guess you get like $23 million because you if they pay you, then they got to pay you anyway. So I guess that's one way to look at it. But in terms of coaching success and wanting to like build out your roster, no first-round pick and the worst team in football is the last place that you want to go. And a dysfunctional ownership. It just seems broken and awful from top to bottom i'm trying to think would you give up uh a first round pick for bryce young if no. you were picking in the back half no depends who you are but like what, what team in the back half? no is yeah if you're picking in the back half like say you're like well i don't know like you're the what, seattle what seahawks. team is good enough to be in the back half wants bryce young like, like the, the seattle seahawks no not the bucks what? falcons no the falcons have no use for him really like Arthur Smith would be like, no, I'd, I'll, I'd rather ride with Waffle. Like it's well, in theory, if we're yeah, about, sure. It, I think if so. we're talking about back half, like the Falcons, if they lose, they're picking eighth. So yeah, let's so not talk not about back, back half. half. And <laughs> let's just say the Falcons. Well, are they can make dead. the playoffs, though. So that's why. That's why I'm saying that. Um, I'm Pittsburgh? trying to think of like a. No, I guess. they don't. They probably that's, that's, can't that's go for like an experience. I think Kenny Pickett's just as bad as Bryce Young is. This year, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't think Kenny Pickett's like the long term answer, or not. Yeah, I don't even know if Bryce Young would be that much better. Like, uh, I mean, like, you'd rather have Bryce Young than Kenny Pickett. Don't get me wrong. Give Bryce Probably, Young yeah. a real offensive line so we can actually judge him, and then we'll make a decision. Because, like I said, he's never had time. He might be elite if he gets an offensive line that can block for more than like two seconds. So yeah, it's we'll brutal. never know. But he was drafted in like the worst position ever, um, in the worst environment. Already like on his going to be on his third head coach next year, which is just crazy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was just pretty much a blowout there. You had the Ravens dropping 56 on the Dolphins, 56 to 19, um, towards the end of the game too, Bradley Chubb towards ACL, um, yeah, or had a major injury. So he's going to be out for the year. Lamar has five touchdowns. It's pretty much solidifies his MVP case. And he's going to be the youngest two-time MVP. I, be, I think beats out uh, Patrick Mahomes by a year in that. And yeah, uh, it's kind of crazy that he's going to have two MVPs. They, uh, locked up the one seed. So they're probably going to bench most if not all of their starters this week against the Steelers and this was a pretty big statement win I mean they kind of ran the gauntlet towards the end of the year beating uh San Fran and Miami in back-to-back weeks it's really impressive yeah and um I think I mentioned this with Tom on the preview but every week we talk about like a game of the year and it never lives up to the hype it never this does game, we gotta this game was dunk. especially with the <laughs> Dolphins like the Dolphins never deliver on games of the year they did beat the they Cowboys can't beat any good teams, like, that was close like. yeah but that was like a was it 19 to 18, 2019? 22 to 20, I think. Okay, yeah, it was it was like a one or two point game. And that, that game was kind of a stinker, too. Yeah. I don't know, but this, as someone that went up against Lamar in the fantasy championship, he just completely ripped my heart out. He's going to win MVP, 100% guarantee. Um, So I guess that means next week, Tyler Huntley and Melvin Gordon are just going to get to run all over the Steelers, or maybe the Steelers <laughs> shut them down. I don't know. It's going to be... It's going to be interesting in a game that actually has real playoff implications for one team. I know, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, dude. If the, and if the Steelers, I honestly, I'm okay with them losing, but it, it's just like Tom got his, uh, his winning season again where he didn't go under 500, so they're going to see the season as a success, but I don't know. What's what's the current vibes with Miami? Like, do we still think that maybe they can make the AFC championship game? I'm not even saying Super Bowl at this point. Like, Can they just make the AFC championship game if they win uh, a game or two? Or do we think that's just not likely at this point? I, I mean, think since the A... I was just going to say the AFC is way more wide open, but I feel more confident, confident about the Eagles than I do the Dolphins. Hmm, okay. Well, I think... I just opinion. think the... Yeah, because the Eagles say that... I, I, are we assuming the Cowboys win the division this, this week? Because they, the Cowboys play... Yeah. Who do they play? The they play the Commanders, and I think okay. they're heavy favorites, so they probably should win that game. Okay, so say they win, the Eagles beat the Giants, so the Cowboys win the division. Eagles then go against the Bucks, and then I would assume they probably are the lowest seed to win again, in which to win, they in which go, case they would then play so San they Francisco. Get the then they would oh, go, and, and then I think they get stopped in San Francisco. I mean, maybe not. I, I want a good game. I want to see a good game at that point, but the way it happened the first time, San Francisco seems... In a better shot. Although McCaffrey did bang up his uh his his calf less uh he's fine two weeks game. to two weeks to heal up. Yeah, um, but with Miami, they might get lucky and they might get like the Browns in the in the second round if they win. Um, but if they get the Bills, oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess we'll see after this week. I think just the the Browns and the Bills I think are both tough opponents, but neither are tougher than San Francisco. And San Francisco on the road, nonetheless. So, we'll see where it goes. But I don't know, man. In games with without like with the isn't totally clicking. Tua hasn't looked great. Like he misses some throws. Terry Kill dropped a bread basket touchdown. That's not gonna. That's not gonna continue. But so 
like just hypothetically so if the dolphins beat the bills they'd be home and probably host either the Colts or the texans or if they lose to the bills they'd probably go on the road to either jacksonville or kansas city like which obviously if they're home against the texans or Colts, they have a much better chance but i don't even know if i'd be super confident against against them at this point i don't know jacksonville yeah but the chiefs it's still arrowhead in the playoffs man it's gonna be tough i wonder like yeah i wonder where you'd rather be like would you rather finish as the yeah like i'd rather go to miami than like kansas city like if like it stayed the same right now but like yeah and there's a chance it's so wide open. It's so uh, this may be the year the Ravens go to the Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson because, I mean, like Buffalo's that could be the hot team if they win the division and maybe they just have all the momentum or it's still Patrick Mahomes. But it really does seem like it's the Ravens' conference to lose. Yeah, I agree with that at this point. Especially because how bad like they, they just stomped on the they stomped on the Niners, they stomped on the Dolphins. Like what else? Like who, who else are they supposed to beat at this point? They yeah. smoked the Lions earlier in the year too. Yeah. Um, I also glossed over it, uh, I believe, yeah, because I think we briefly mentioned I'm like, we're talking about playoff implications, but we, I didn't like bring up the Saints Bucks game, um, where they both go, uh, they're both now eight and eight. Um, I would have, did you guys preview this game? Yeah, we both took the Bucks. No, okay, I would have so taken the Saints. I feel like I said that maybe on the reaction, just because this comp or this division sucks and there was always going to be just dumb chaos because no team here is good and wants to like officially win the division. I don't even like it's so frustrating, man. I don't want to see. I think I want to see the Bucks out of all three of these teams in the playoffs. I definitely don't want to see Atlanta. I don't want to see New Orleans. I don't want to see Derek Carr even on like my TV in two weeks. <laughs> I don't, it's so bad. So how does it work? So basically, this week the Bucks win, still get the division. Yep. If the Bucks win, the division is theirs. If the Bucks lose, whoever wins the Saints Falcons will win the division at eight and nine. Wow. And who the Bucks? Who do the Bucks play? The Panthers, or the Saints right? could be nine and eight if they win, but Bucks yeah, play the, uh, Bucks play the Panthers. Yeah, so they should win. <laughs> I think they're only favored by like five. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not like impossible. Like, the, I don't know. The Panthers have had somewhat close games, and like you never know. Like, I don't know. No, I just hope we get one <laughs> NFC South team. I just want one NFC South team, basically. So I guess that means if Green Bay wins or if Seattle wins, we will avoid that. I would love to see yeah. Seattle. Like, we'll get one. I think Seattle will be fun too. Um, like, cause who do you think? Like, say Dallas is the two seed. I think yeah, Seattle probably gives you the best chance at an upset over like Green Bay. They, yeah. I mean, Seattle did play at Dallas pretty close, so maybe they could. Yeah, that was a great game. There. Yeah, and they beat the Eagles. Yeah. True, Drew Locke put him back. Drew Locke, baby. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, I'm sure like the Titans fans just want the season to be done. They got blown out twenty six to three. Texans like you know what they did their job since Indianapolis won. They wanted to win too. CJ Stroud is back. Uh, this, I believe, is going to be the Saturday night game uh, between yep. the Colts and the Texans. So that should be really good. Um, I I mean, man, maybe the Titans are still a sneaky team that could add a quarterback next year. I feel like unless, like, it makes... So. You don't think so? Yeah. Will Levis the guy? I don't know. That's the thing they would have to realize. Unless we, like, would they trade up for number one or number two if they're that close and that pick is on the block? Justin Fields to the Titans? Dude. <laughs> 200 IQ? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I I feel like you'll just choose Levis. I mean, Fields is definitely better than Levis, but you choose Levis just because he's like, what, two years cheaper, basically? And he wasn't a first-round quarterback, so I guess he doesn't get that fifth-year option. I'm not going on, like, a huge tangent, but we're talking about all these quarterbacks right now, and I just watched Michael Penix last night throw the ball into, like, the tightest windows, dropping them into buckets. People aren't talking about him going in, like, the top five. 
if I could get him in the second round, I'd much rather have that than like Drake May at like second overall and having to trade up. Yeah, but that's just that's just no, what Penix is gonna be. I think Penix is he's gonna he is he is old. Yeah, I don't know. You think he's going top ten? I don't, I don't. I think he might. I think he's gonna go like top fifteen ish. But then he still has one more game, and he has the combine. Like there's so much. Like there's but, so much room for him to jump up. Like look at Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was not the number two pick, and then so my the my only my only year. thinking with that is if if he goes in the top fifteen, that means you're essentially saying four quarterbacks going in the top fifteen. And the last time that happened, it did not really work out that well by any means. So I think teams might be like somewhat scared of that, and. I don't know, but you're right. Like he could shoot up, and like this whole conversation could be pointless. But it's just something to take note on. Yeah, I hope I hope he runs the table, man. I hope he ends up like it would be cool if Washington won the uh, national championship and he has a great game, or even if they don't win and he has a great game. Because I think it's cool. Shout out to lefties, man. I just want to see another lefty. Yeah. I mean, I'm so Michigan, but I, I do want uh, obviously want to see you know. Why are you well? I do. I do. Like, I, I was. Uh, I, I was. I thought Texas was gonna win. Before the game started, and then I saw him just dropping bucket after bucket, and I was like, "All right, it, it, this guy's legit." Why are you? Uh, why are you rooting for Michigan? Huh? Why, Did you say oh, you were rooting for Michigan? Yeah. So, uh, well, preseason I picked Michigan to make the championship, I believe, um, and I got a lot of friends that are that are Michigan fans, and uh, we have uh, some pretty electric watch parties. So I'm sticking with Wolverines. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, shout out to what was his name? Demarcus Robinson. No. No. Uh, no well, who was the guy on the NCAA cover? Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson. Yeah. He, did he win a Heisman? No. No. Right? No. no. He was just he so much because he would like yeah. the Wildcat guy. He would do everything. Um, yeah. And that's, but, that's yeah. your Titans Texans recap right there. <laughs> there it is right there. Just totally on it. I mean, the game, like, yeah, like just the Titans aren't fun to talk about at this awful. point in the year. Um, so the Steelers, who we eliminated last week, uh, ended up beating the Seahawks on the road by seven. They had one of the best kind of like ground games they've had all year. Mason Rudolph looked very solid back-to-back weeks. So makes you think like it's one like I'm not like shocked that he's better than Kenny Pickett because he's also been around longer. But this gives even like no excuse to Mitch Trubisky, who I feel like just hasn't gotten better. Like, at least Mason Rudolph has gotten better throughout his career. Um, they ended up winning. George Pickens had a great game. He eclipsed the, like, over 1,000-yard mark on the season. And, like, Najee and Warren both played great. The defense looked solid. Um, and, yeah, the Steelers are alive, man. I, I, I don't really want to see them in the playoffs, but I do. But, like, I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to get in. I think it's very, like, it's, I mean, like, the odds are not in their favor. And they have nobody to blame but themselves because you could have just been the Pats or you could have been the Cardinals. And they chose not to do either one of those, and they'd be looking so much better. It'd be a win and get in against the backups. But, yeah, um, the Steelers ended up winning, in, like, an impressive game. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about, like, either of these two teams in general. But I'm not going to lose sleep if the Steelers miss the playoffs because they're just going to get blown out by who's ever the two seed. Fair enough. Good rant. Yeah. I um I don't know. I, and I want a better draft pick, so, like, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Mike Tomlin, though, he'll he'll never get that losing record. So you always hang your head on that. I know. Yeah, right? It's just, like, uh, the level of just mediocrity here, and it, it's just brutal to watch something. Or just, like, kind of, like, look at that every way. I mean, it's a cool it's a cool feat, but, like, you know, I don't know. That's just me as a Steelers fan. Uh, another game that I feel like a lot of people maybe didn't follow too much was the Broncos being the Chargers, 69. Um, did you guys – don't did you guys mention the Russell Wilson thing at all? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I, wonder, I wonder what team he's going to be on next year. It'll be interesting. Maybe it's the Steelers. Maybe it's the Falcons. Who knows? 
I I just don't understand the reasoning for trying to cut him. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. It's an eighty-five million dollar dead cap. Like that's that's one hundred one hundred percent throwing in the towel, and you're making it obvious you're throwing in the towel. There's no way you can compete when almost almost half of your salary cap is on a player who is not on your roster. I don't yeah. understand that logic at all. I was trying to figure it out too, but then I remember that Sean Payton comes from the Saints, so oh, that, okay, there we go. So, there, so there's some piece of knowledge in his brain that'll help him figure this out, and they'll be fine. Um, so, but I, I also don't get yeah, like I, him and Sean Russ and Sean Payton must not like each other at all. Like he, I, he must be he must be impossible to work with based on how much wait, nobody one? on the Seahawks likes him and how much Sean okay. Payton is like, no, get him out of here already. I wish that we could have had hard knocks for this team because i don't watch hard knocks but if we could have had hard knocks for this broncos locker room i probably i would have tuned in because yeah, it would have been would've. electric to see them like just do go they, at it and they like have to like spike agree to do that stuff like they can't back out even if like the season's like a trade wreck what do you mean well the, the, the film oh, already comes out um like the film like i feel gonna come out like a, a week or so behind or two weeks behind yeah well i think oh, wait so. uh, i also don't follow hard knocks that much is there two teams every year or just one team like the they Dolphins? started, yeah. They started, so it's always the in the preseason. And I think this is yeah. the second year now where they do the in season. Okay, yeah. So like, if the Broncos were the in season team, like that would just be yeah. comedy at this point. Oh, that that would have been sick. <laughs> Who was and the, the Dolphins? Team? Like, oh, they're cool and fun. They win games. Like, let's all, you know, whatever. But then the Broncos, that would be like a train wreck that you want to oh. watch. It was the Jets, right? Yeah, the Jets, Jets in preseason. Yeah, yeah. 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 gotcha. Uh, yeah, I didn't know they were doing an in season, and then I, I started watching the Dolphins one today. Um, they did it. I found last out Wells Walker is the wide receivers coach. <laughs> I can't remember who was the in season last. I want to say it was. I want to say like the Colts. I don't know. Uh, was it like Cardinals? No, they were bad. Uh, Colts are bad too. Hard knocks in season. Arizona Cardinals twenty twenty two. November. Oh, right. I guess. Guess they were. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't uh, work out that great. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and then the Lions were yeah the preseason team last oh. year. But. but um, yeah, yeah. Any th- I, like, I guess, like, I wonder, yeah, who's going to be quarterback? Because it's like, that's almost was a top 15 guy this year. I have no idea who's going to be their quarterback because it's not like they're going to have cap space. Maybe they trade for Justin Fields. I don't know. But, like, yeah, unless, like, Sean Payton's like, I can make Michael Penix work here and then it works out. But I don't unless know they do know. just the only logical thing is if they want to fully absorb the $85 million dead cap next year, don't have any money tied with him whatsoever for 25, and they say next year, Jared Stidham, you got one year left in your deal. You're the guy. <laughs> And then they figure it out in 25. But I think fully tanking an entire season with their current roster, I don't think is the smartest thing to do, but we'll see what they do. I agree. Um, and then the Chiefs beat the Bengals. Uh, this was the final 4 o'clock game um, on the day, 25-17. to 17. This game was pretty close throughout the game. Uh, Chiefs had a better second half, at least towards the end of the game. Um, Rasheed Rice had like a big six-yard catch. Pacheco, uh, it's so funny watching him run. It's obviously like a meme every week. Uh, but he had a big game. And the Bengals are officially out of the playoffs. So, Tom, you get no pushback there when we eliminated them if they made it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pr- pretty much uh, Chiefs are 10-6. and six. They still don't look like the Chiefs of old. I think it would be cool to finally see Mahomes play on the road in the playoffs because we've never seen it. Yeah, right? We've never seen him on the road. Just, um, so just it would in be the cool. Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, just in the Super Bowl. So we'll see if that happens. Um, and then the final game, the Vikings eliminated from the playoffs. They lose thirty-three to ten. Um, and dude, it's just like every week a new Packers receiver emerges. Like I remember, just I was on FanDuel, and 
I was looking at the like the receiving props, and Bo Melton didn't even have a team logo next to him. I was like, I don't even know what team he's on, and he had six for one hundred five and a touchdown. Did yeah, this game too? He got hurt. I think it was his chest. Yeah, he's good, man. I, I guess like Dob, like Romeo Dobbs took like a step back this year. Um, Watson obviously was hurt, but like they've had like like shout out to Jordan Love. I feel like no matter who it is, each week he like does something with like the most random receiving group. Yeah, I mean, you you know it was a blowout when Sean Clifford got in the game. Like that just that just tells you that this game was never close whatsoever, and it really it really never was close. Like the Packers scored, I think, on their first drive, and then just kept on scoring and just ran away with it easily. Yeah, and then Vikings, I believe, yeah, they played the Lions, and then Packers play the Bears, so that'd be cool. Maybe the Bears, like, I'm sure they're gonna want to play spoiler, so um, it would be not. cool. Now, well. I don't know. I mentioned it. I bet on both the Packers and the Bears to get under seven and a half wins. So the Packers just got eight, so I can't win that bet. Oh. So if the Bears win and also get eight, I'll lose both by half a game. And that's just That'd that's just worst case scenario. I gotta go at least one on one. Yeah. That'd be a tough beat. So uh we're gonna eliminate a team from the playoffs here. Um and we were saying before that since we didn't like eliminate a team preseason, we gotta do two teams this week. Uh we're pretty much set with the AFC. Um we we can still go perfect. We basically need the Texans to get the seventh spot um, and the Colts and Steelers to not. Um, and then for the NFC, it's not as pretty just because we eliminated the Rams and they already clinched, so we already got one wrong. We've eliminated the Packers as well, um, and we got to pick two more teams. We, I guess the Vikings, wow, the Vikings are technically not eliminated, so I apologize on that. Still alive yeah, so- at 7-9. The o- this is the only scenario I've been playing around the playoff machine. The only scenario the Vikings make the playoffs is as the seven seed at eight and nine is if they win, the Saints lose, the Seahawks lose, and the Packers lose. If they if those three teams all lose and the Vikings win, they'll sneak in. Uh, the Bucks the Bucks game is irrelevant in that scenario. So I mean, it's not not the craziest. A Cardinals win, a Bears God. win, and a Falcons win. I mean, the Vikings would still have to upset the Lions, but they're they're hanging on by a thread. Especially that is when the last still... team. I yeah. want to see the playoffs, and they hope... they don't have a quarterback by any means. <laughs> no, I hope I hope it's either Green Bay or Seattle um, over any of these other teams, but we'll see. Uh, so since we got to eliminate two, I feel like we're gonna let's assume the Bucks win the division. They beat the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that means. Who'd we we eliminated the oh my god we still have the Falcons right? We I have think all I three think of them. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to eliminate both the Vikings and the Falcons here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's our play. And then are we? So we're not off by a team, right? Oh no, because we eliminated the Packers as well. Yeah, so they could make it. I mean, we still have oh, Seattle. Okay, so, so if Seattle makes it. We could get that right. So do we want to just eliminate? Um, yeah, the Vikings okay. have to go. But, yeah, Vikings and Falcons yeah. go, and then we pray maybe it's Seattle and New Orleans get in. Or no, I mean, no only Seattle only or New Orleans beats out Green Bay, only basically, and we only get one wrong. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, yeah, we're going to do that. Minnesota, Atlanta. That was pretty easy, actually. I mean, our we actually have a pretty good shot in the AFC. Like, I'm feeling good about that. It's kind of been, like, questionable all year, but I think we can kind of go perfect. Yeah. Which would be so surprising. basically, if Houston, Pittsburgh though, and Jacksonville, and Miami all win, like Buffalo could like theoretically be eliminated from the playoffs, right? If Buffalo wins, they're guaranteed the two seed. If Buffalo loses, 
and the Jaguars and the Steelers both win, the Bills are out of the playoffs. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's just crazy that they can go yeah. from the two seed all the way down to at least the eight seed. I like that, man. The AFC's been good this year. Or I don't actually, I mean, like the top part, the NFC's been better, but I feel like the AFC has been like at least more well rounded. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many more teams at seven and eight or an eight and seven. Like they, the list is uh, deeper. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So we'll see how kind of close we go. You guys have any thoughts before uh, the next episode where we talk about the preview at all? Any last things from this weekend? Uh, what's what's going to happen if the Jaguars lose to the Titans and they don't even make the playoffs or don't even win the division? Like that would just be a curveball that I don't think we were expecting at all. No, but very no, but, no. but very possible because Tennessee probably wants to play spoiler no matter what. Yeah, Vrabel. I don't know if you saw Vrabel's press conference, but yeah, he was yeah. very annoyed that they lost that bad to the Texans. So they might come fired out, and who knows if Trevor Lawrence is playing? So that's that's something to keep an eye on. That the Jaguars are not safe yet. Yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, and then I wonder, yeah, with Trevor Lawrence, like how that extension is going to look like in the off season, or do they just <laughs> not even give it to him, and then we just see him play one more year? I don't know. I wonder what uh, I was thinking, Mike, because when I was watching Hard Knocks, I wonder what Tua's extension is going to look like. I guess it maybe depends on like maybe where their season ends if he takes them far, but like I wonder how much money he's going to get. He'll get he'll get like the max. He'll get the. You think he's even the highest paid quarterback like, in the like league? Like Jalen Hurts money. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be considered the highest paid, but he's getting over forty five million a year, which would place him what top five, top ten, easy. So, yeah, and then I guess I like his clause will definitely have some like injury things in there. Oh yeah, they'll they'll have to do something. Although he's been healthy this entire season, so yeah, I don't knock know. on wood. He, yeah, he be- beat the allegations. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much gonna wrap up our week seventeen reaction. We hope you guys did enjoy. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up. Let us know what you guys think in the comments from this past week as well. And then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd also appreciate a rating and review. We're going to be dropping episodes throughout the playoffs as well, so make sure you're following us um, on all platforms. And thank you all for watching and listening again. And we'll catch you guys in the Week 18 final preview of the regular season. Peace.